fresh, dynamic, and totally prepared. Here's Patricia Raskin with Positive Living on the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this program are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now, with Positive Living, here's Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm always happy to be part of Voice America's lineup because Voice America's goal is to provide live programming on the Internet worldwide that helps you, the listener, make informed decisions in your personal and professional life. Voice America believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. So do I. That's why I'm here. My program, Positive Living, brings you practical solutions and positive principles to help you live happy, empowered, and successful lives. And you can call us at 888-335-5204. We're here on Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and we broadcast on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern and noon Pacific. And today I have a great guest. Her name is Lucia Capiccioni. Did I say that right, Lucia? You sure did. (laughs) Wonderful. Lucia is known for her discovery of the healing power of writing and drawing from the non-dominant hand. She's an art therapist with a Ph.D. in psychology and serves as a consultant to Walt Disney Imagineering. She's recognized nationally for her workshops in recovery and codependence. And her work has been praised by leaders such as Bernie Siegel, Norman Cousins, and Joan Beresensko, and... Dr. Jerry Jampolsky. She's written six other books, The Power of Your Other Hand, The Picture of Health, The Creative Journal, and many others. Welcome, Lucia. Hi. Okay. Um, people, if they want to go to your website, go to... Lucia C, L-U-C-I-A-C dot com. Okay. And I've got actually written 13 books, and so they're all listed uh, there, and I have audio programs, lots of stuff. Well, the two that I was looking at are The Recovery of the Inner Child, The Highly Claimed Method for Liberating Your Inner Self, and the power of the other hand. Um, and we thought we might want to focus on the inner child. How important is it to work with the inner child when you're trying to heal? It's essential because the inner child, as I define it, is really the emotional self and it's the physical self. So uh, your body and your emotions are always involved when we're talking about healing. That means something's out of balance. Um, that's what the word Healing means to make whole, and so if something is missing, if something's out of balance, then that's what we have to look at is the body and the the emotions. Okay. And what do you suggest this most for, people going through someone who's died, divorce, separation? What what do you say about that? Well, I think it it covers a broad range. Um, Healing has, uh, you know, a lot of applications. Uh, You can be healing from, um, you know, separation, divorce, death of somebody in the family, or a lot of people use it for career transitions because they have to deal with grieving a job that they've lost or a career that is no longer meaningful, Mm -hmm. and they have to move on. And so um, all of these life events involve coming to terms with something within ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, All right. And so when you work with clients, what do you have them do? How do you get them started, Michelle? Well, I introduce them to their inner child by having them draw and write with their non-dominant hand. And, of course, it's a wonderful tool for that because the non-dominant hand, as I define it, is the hand that we don't normally write with. Mm -hmm. 
And so the minute we start writing with this hand that never learned how to write, it's very awkward. So it puts people immediately into this inner child state of uh, feeling emotionally vulnerable, uh, feeling a lot of control and awkward and, you know, just, um, you know, and when they write with that hand, they make uh, grammatical and spelling errors that they normally would not make. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they really regress to this childlike state. And uh, that's very healthy because that's the state that we're in when we're dealing with crisis and uh, with, you know, separation or death or, you know, big events in our lives. How do you deal with folks who are in therapy and their adult self is functioning very well? They're going to work. They're doing their work well. They're achieving. They're accomplishing. And they look good. They feel good. But the little child is very, very wounded because they've either been abandoned by someone that they loved or they've been lied to or they've, they've lost a the person in their life that they had a good life with or whatever it is. But one side of them is functioning well and the other isn't the little child part. So is that when, when the writing comes in? Talk about that. Well, those are mostly the people that I worked with in uh, therapy. The, you know, the outer surface looks real good. And they're right. doing fine. Right. And um, they're successful, uh, making a lot of money, and uh, highly regarded in their field. Right. Um, but they come into therapy with me because they don't feel inside that they're really whole. They feel that there's something very missing, very wrong. And they don't feel good. And a lot of them would be referred to me by doctors or chiropractors because they were physically in bad shape. Mm-hmm. And the doctors have said, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really find what the cause of this is, right. I think you need to look deeper. Right. And a lot of doctors would refer clients to me because they know that I do this kind of work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it works very effectively. And because I work with the inner child, which is living in the body, we often find that the emotions are stuck in the particular part of the body that's, that's you know, that's being mm-hmm. stressed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about the people who seem to be healthy physically and what's happening you know, when you say that, that, that they don't feel whole, a person doesn't feel whole, what about the people who are basically ruminating Lucia? You know, they're, they, they, they can't get a grasp around what happened, so they reloop it and relive it. And, you know, it's a year out, a year and a half out, and they're doing that. They're functioning well. They want resolution. They feel they can't get it. How do you help those folks? Well, I have them focus on nurturing themselves, and this is what I um, then call inner family work, and this is what I do in therapy. Uh, because we can't just deal with an inner child with an emotional state. We have to deal with the parts of ourselves that can take care of our own inner child. Because the problem in relationships is that we want somebody else to take care of our inner child. Mm-hmm. And uh, most marriages are based on the idea that the other person, the partner, is going to nurture and protect our emotional state, and that is never going to be true. It was a deception in the first place. It was a totally wrong expectation, and it usually blows up in our face eventually. So when clients come to me, I explain the whole dynamic of the inner family that we must, we absolutely must find our self-nurturing and self-protective capabilities within ourselves, and I call those the nurturing and the protective parent. But that's an inside job. It's not about taking care of somebody else's inner child. 
It's not about protecting their inner child. It's strictly about taking care of our own. All right. Give us an example of what you might suggest to someone in terms of actual things that you would do. Well, I have an example recently. Um, I met a man who um, was used to going home and expecting dinner on the table when he got home from work. And his wife had children at home, and she was also managing property. And um, she had a full day, too. And he would uh, sort of take it, if the, the dinner was not on the table at 6 o'clock, uh, as some kind of an abandonment on her part. Mm-hmm. Of course, she did not intend to abandon him. She had her hands full. Mm-hmm. And um, he had to work with his own abandoned child because he was abandoned in childhood. And he was mm-hmm. projecting that onto her. Mm-hmm. And he uh, th- always thought that he was going to be abandoned, and so he was scripting it right into their marriage. Interesting. And she wasn't abandoning him. She was just, you know, at, at her wit's end with everything she had to do. Okay. Let me give you another example. We're just going to throw out examples here. Um, there are several. But let's start with someone who, let's say, has been left for someone else. Mm-hmm. And this person gave, you know, a zillion percent. And the person they were married to was more of the narcissist and it had a history of, you know, doing this before. But this person, the, the spouse became the the savior and the protector and, you know, everything. And everything revolved around this person. Well, that's this person yeah. also yeah. gave back. But then the other person all of a sudden when it, you know, didn't feel that things were right, it got critical and the other person abandoned to meet somebody else to do the exact, throw the other person away and discard them the way they did in the first relationship, and then make the other person into the savior and the heroine. That's a very common scenario, and and the root of that problem is people not taking care of themselves in the relationship. When an individual does too much for their partner, they are mothering them or fathering them. They're taking care of the partner's inner child, and that is not their business to do. It is up to every individual to take care of their own emotional needs. And that is a fact of life that we should be teaching in our public schools because people don't understand this. Mm-hmm. And we get into relationships calling it love when what it is is rescuing. And it starts right from the beginning. It starts before the marriage begins. Absolutely. And but so that pattern you... is what is going to automatically create somebody getting fed up and leaving. Either the person who's doing too much for the partner is going to get fed up and leave or the partner is going to feel smothered and they're going to leave. And a partner who is being mothered or fathered is usually going to go off oftentimes and rebel. And that's when they're going to have an affair with somebody outside the marriage. Because when you have a father-daughter, mother-son dynamic going on inside of a marriage, you have incest. You have emotional incest. And that may be a repeat from and sex is going to, Yeah, and sex is going to go right out the window. You can't have sex with somebody that you feel is your parent or your child. And so that's when the marriage is open to extramarital affairs. And this is such a common scenario. I mean, we hear about it all the time. Because of the problem in our society is that we do not understand the inner family dynamic within the individual psyche. And unless we understand that, relationships are destined to fail, and that's the problem that we're all facing. Now, in the past, in traditional societies, before women became real adults and were in a a situation where they were often being parented by their husband, Mm 
They were being financially taken care of, and they were being, you know, the Victorian marriage was a very typical case of father knows best, and the, the wife was playing house at home. Mm-hmm. You know, the upper-class Victorian marriage. And that's been set up as an ideal, you know, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But now that women are working, they don't need to do that anymore. Uh, they're supporting themselves. They're getting educated. Uh, we have a very different dynamic now. And, you know, everybody decries the fact that we have such a high divorce rate. But I believe that a lot of this has to do with a learning curve as a culture. We are learning a new way to do it, and we're falling down a lot. We're making a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. But we're finding out that a lot of the old ways do not work for us anymore, especially for women. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're talking to Lucia Cappuccioni. She's the author of Recovery of Your Inner Child, The Highly Acclaimed Method for Liberating Your Inner Self. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Information you need, when you need it, VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to Voice America for True Life in God with Betsy Serafin. On the show, Betsy will talk about the importance of having God in your life as well as discuss how God is calling Christians to come together in the heart. So make it a point to tune in to True Life in God every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. In today's world, it's hard to find the truth with anything. Is there such a thing as the truth? Where and how can I find it? Will someone just give it to me straight? Tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific for Mario Vidal, an exciting new show that will give it to you straight every time and tackle the truth behind everything from political issues and crime to vocational and career counseling. So log on and tune in every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun crimes hit home. A public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, everyone. We are back. You're listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Always happy to be part of Voice America, which is America's voice. You can call us at 888-335-5204. Positive Living has been on the air three years on Voice America. I have a show on the air locally where I live on, uh, on Terrestrial Radio that's been on the air eight years. And I'm very dedicated to doing this work. 
which is all about showing the positive side of life and helping you get out of those situations that are difficult. And that's who we interview each week, the experts that can tell you how do you work with those tough things, which we're definitely doing today. My guest is Lucia Cappuccioni. Her website is luciac, L-U-C-I-A-C dot com. And her books are several, many, but we're talking today about that inner child in us and what happens when our inner child has been really wounded. Her book is The Recovery of of Your Inner Child, The Highly Acclaimed Method for Liberating Your Inner Self, and The Power of the Other Hand, A Course in Channeling the Inner Wisdom of the Right Brain. And she has many other books as well. Welcome back, Lucia. Hi. All right. We were talking during the break about going back to this same scenario where you said that um, you can't think about where the other person is because the other person can turn around and become the critical parent who was there and who came in and out and who was there even in intermittent reinforcement, let's say, where you were wonderful, then you got with, then there was withholding. And, but now since there has been this abandonment or there's another person involved, now that role changes. Right, exactly. And what this all points to is needing to find one's center of gravity within not based on somebody else's behavior. Mm -hmm. And the center of gravity within is this inner family. In other words, we have an emotional and a physical self that we were given when we became human beings, when we incarnated in this lifetime. And our responsibility is to listen to and take care of our physical and emotional needs. And that is my description. That's my definition of the inner child. It's not a mysterious entity at all. It is our physical and emotional Needs And so once we start taking responsibility for getting those needs met, and the emotional needs include self-esteem, how we regard ourselves. If another person doesn't like us, we cannot let that crush us. If they walk out, because that's one of the rules of life. People are not fair. They're not always loving. Somewhere along the line, we got the, the idea that they were supposed to be, or if they said they were loving, they would be. Well, that isn't true. And growing up means understanding that. But our inner child doesn't understand that. The inner child still wants to be loved and nurtured. So what we have to do is shift the emphasis away from expecting it from others and to giving it to ourselves. My favorite quote is uh, Eleanor Roosevelt's, no one can do anything to me that I'm not already doing to myself. And how long does this process take? There is no timetable. Everybody is different in terms of waking up to understanding what we really need to do as adults for our inner child. Once we understand that principle that we are responsible and we do have a nurturing and a protective function within ourselves that we can direct to our own inner child, once we understand that, it's much quicker. But unless we understand that, it can take years or it can never happen. I mean, some people go from relationship to relationship and repeat the same pattern. That was my next question to you. That was my next question is, should someone who's recovering from this be very careful about jumping into another relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely, because it is a recovery process. I mean, in the 12-step programs, you know, they recommend don't get into any kind of a relationship for a year once you've come into, let's say, AA or one of the 12-step programs because you need to really deal with yourself. And uh, a lot of people just jump from relationship to relationship because they can't stand to be alone. 
And so the, before they're even out of one relationship, they're into another one because the thought of being on their own without a partner, without somebody to tell them how wonderful they are, mm-hmm. uh, they'll fall apart because the fact is that is the truth. They will fall apart because they're not loving themselves. They want somebody else to love them. Now, here's my question, and, and this, this speaks to, to the audience out there who may be in the position of having someone left them. Let's say that the person that left them immediately jumps into that new relationship, and they seem so happy. And the person left behind feels like, well, gee, I'm going through all the pain, mm-hmm. and they're in la-la land. Mm-hmm. Speak to that. Well, it's, uh, it's hard to say because one of the things I've noticed oftentimes is that people who look like they're really great on the surface and they're very happy and euphoric, um, oftentimes will come down with a physical ailment because they're not dealing with something very deep inside that is not being addressed. Mm-hmm. And so it's real hard to judge on the outside. And again, what I always say to the person who has been left in a situation like that is stop focusing on the other person and how they're feeling and what they're doing. Just you've got to discipline yourself. It's like an alcoholic with drugs or alcohol. You cannot go there. That is addictive behavior. Don't go there because it becomes an addiction. It's so what all codependent. When, <laughs> what happens when you start going there? When you stop going there. When you start. When, when you see yourself, all of a sudden you're in that thinking. You're in that addictive thinking. That's the time when you probably need to call a friend and, and go be with somebody that you really trust and spend time with. I mean, that's why people go to 12-step meetings because they know that if they go to the bar, they're going to start drinking. So instead of going to the bar, they'll go to a 12-step meeting. In other words, you've got to find your own support system for getting away from that addictive behavior because codependence is a life-threatening addiction, let me tell you. It can be life-threatening. And it is definitely a thief of one's own peace of mind. Uh, I, I know that people think I'm being dramatic when I talk about that, but I have counseled so many people through codependence, and they'll tell you that it is an addiction. In terms of the way that they're constantly thinking about it? Absolutely. Those kinds of thoughts about the other person and worrying and uh, that leads to jealousy and envy and all of that, that all erodes our self-esteem because if we think the other person is better off than we are and we've been left, we keep putting ourselves in a victim role, and that is abuse of the inner child. The the emotional self is being abused because our thoughts are broadcasting negative messages. And, of course, I'm I'm very pleased that we're talking about this on your show because positive living means positive living. It means positive thinking, too. And we have to think positively about ourselves. So I certainly support your goal and Voice America's goal in creating healthy options for people because in this society we don't understand that codependence and and, uh, being preoccupied with somebody else is an addiction, just as much as alcohol and drugs. How common is this? I can't even tell you how common it is. We're so scripted and programmed for this Mm -hmm. in our society. Mm -hmm. You know, we call it love and uh, when when usually it's codependence. All right, here's, here's a very important question. Okay, let's, re, let's replay this. Let's say that you've got these two people, and they're both, they were both codependent, mm-hmm. as, as we described the scenario. Yeah. Now let's replay it that the one who left and abandoned that person with the other person didn't abandon them. Let's say that they shook hands, 
they they were friends, they still were involved in each other's lives. Would that addictive thing still come up? In other words, would that have taken care of it or not really? Well, there would have had to have been a turning point for those two individuals to wake up and realize what they were doing, and they'd have to cop to it and say, you know, I don't want to do that anymore, and maybe we're not going to be together, but I don't want to rescue you anymore, and I don't want you to make my life all wonderful. I don't want to depend on you for that. I need to make my life wonderful myself. Mm-hmm. And usually that's what it takes for uh, couples to be able to either reconcile or to have any kind of a reasonable relationship where they can be friends and they can not fall back into those old patterns of, um, you know, shaming and blaming and But if they do that, then that kind of aftermath of the addictive thinking doesn't happen? Uh, they have to work at it, but, I mean, if they start to fall back into it, then um, they have to be conscious of it. This so is the problem all about, is still know. there is what you're saying. Well, I mean, the tendency is there. That, those tendencies don't go away overnight. Uh, it, it, it's work. We have to stop and say, now, wait a minute. Well, I'll give you an example. A woman that I know who was in that kind of a codependent relationship with her ex-husband uh, did go into therapy. He went into therapy, and they decided that they would get a divorce, and they did. But whenever she had financial problems, her first tendency was to be to call him to try to get him to bail her out. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what they had done in the marriage. And she needed to learn how to manage her own finances, and she wasn't doing that yet. Mm-hmm. And so she got herself a financial consultant, another woman, and she learned how to manage her money and stopped looking to her ex-husband to bail her out. Mm-hmm. It, she had been raised in a family where dad supported mom, and she didn't have any role models of a woman who was financially independent and reasonable with money. She just didn't know how to do that. So she had to learn to do it, and that took her some time. But she got conscious enough to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really seeing the pattern and then starting to do the work. Yes, exactly. But sometimes, like you have said, if the other person has a disorder or they're a narcissist or they're an abandoner and they've done it before, right. you can do everything you want, and, and that isn't your responsibility. Well, I'll give you an example. Last night I was watching um, the program about Amber Fry. Uh, here is a classic example uh, in the media that everybody can take a look at who was totally deceived by, uh, you know, Scott Peterson. Mm-hmm. He lied to her completely. Mm-hmm. and um, But she said something wonderful on the show. And she, you know, she basically said um, that she had really had a lot of difficulty in relationships with men, but she, and she couldn't undo it, you know, she couldn't undo it, but she could learn from it, and that's what she was doing now. And she has two children, she's a single parent, and she's really working at it. And I have to hand it to this woman because her life has been pulled apart and scrutinized by the public. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a media figure now. But I really liked what she said. She just looked straight in the camera and basically said she couldn't undo what she did. She'd made a lot of mistakes, and she admitted it. Mm-hmm. And she realizes she's got a pattern with men that is, you know, pretty destructive to her. Mm. But, boy, this was a big wake-up call. Mm. And um, I really, you know, I don't know what she's going to do with her life, but I sure liked what she was saying to the camera because that's what clients mm-hmm. have to say when they work with me. You know, it's like, okay, the patterns I was in were not working. All right, I, I need to take change. a break. 
Uh, absolutely. My guest is Lucia Cappuccioni. Her book is Recovery of the Inner Child, Your Highly Acclaimed Method for Liberating Your Inner Self as well as the Power of Your Other Hand. And Lucia is known for her discovery of the healing power of writing and drawing with the non-dominant hand. She is an art therapist with a Ph.D. in psychology and serves as a consultant to Walt Disney Imagineering. She's nationally recognized for her workshops in recovery and codependence. You can log on to luciac.com. Uh, there's plenty more. Uh, this is Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to raskinresources.com. Cutting edge. Challenging. Stimulating. You're listening to voiceamerica.com. Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. Today, more and more student-athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie Adu, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money. Schools want the publicity. The Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about bypassing college or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyer and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lewis, and you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. The defendant, having been found guilty, is sentenced to a term of five years imprisonment. Defendant will be remanded to custody immediately. On June 4th, my big brother was sentenced to five years in prison for a gun crime. That day, he sentenced me to five years of walking home alone from school. When you commit a gun crime, your family pays the price. Gun Crimes Hit Home, a public service announcement brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Bringing the world together, you're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network. Tune in every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to Voice America for Global Security with Victor Plesner. Global Security is the show that covers international security issues for all walks of life since 9-11 and what the future may present to keep our world safe. You will hear from leaders of global security companies as well as authors of books on law enforcement and terrorism. So join us Fridays at 8 a.m. for Global Security with Victor Plesner right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Continuing to be the authority in Internet Talk Radio, you're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. I think we ought to talk more about healthy relationships. Okay. Hi, everyone. We are back. Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. And remember, I'm always happy to be part of Voice America because Voice America really believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now, and so do I. That's why my program is here. 
Positive living brings you practical solutions and positive principles to live happy, empowered, and successful lives. And today is no exception. You can give us a call at 888-335-5204. We are talking about relationships. And for for the first half, we've been talking about how do you recover from a relationship that isn't healthy. And the second half, we're going to talk about how do you maintain a healthy relationship. My guest is Lucia Cappuccioni. Her book is Recovery of Your Inner Child, The Highly Acclaimed Method for Liberating Your Inner Child, and The Power of Your Other Hand, A Course in Channeling the Inner Wisdom of the Right Brain. Lucia Cappuccioni is known for her discovery of the healing power of writing and drawing with the non-dominant hand. She's an art therapist with a Ph.D. in psychology, and she serves as a consultant to Walt Disney Imagineering. She is nationally recognized for her workshops in recovery and codependence. And she's written many other books, in fact, 13 altogether. Welcome back, Lucia. Hi. Okay, and people can log on to luciac.com. Yeah, L-U-C-I-A-C. Uh-huh. All right, let's move on. Let's move on out of this sort of abandonment relationship, relationship where you had two codependents or one codependent. Let's move on to the healthy relationship. What do you want our listeners to know? Well, I think the first relationship is with ourselves. And um, when we get that one organized and we really understand that our inner family comes first, our inner protective and our inner nurturing parent taking care of our physical and emotional needs of our inner child, when we are doing that for ourselves, then our relationships with others fall into place. First of all, we will have a better radar for selecting people to have relationships with in the first place. And I'm not just talking about romance and marriage. I'm talking about business partnerships. I'm talking about friendships. I'm talking about everything. Okay. Um, when we are taking care of our own inner child, we are very, very much less likely to fall into connecting with other people who are going to take advantage of us, for instance, because... When somebody starts taking advantage of us, if we sit down and do one of these dialogues that I describe in the books mm-hmm. with the inner child, mm-hmm. and we ask the inner child, how do you feel about this other person? The inner child is going to tell us the truth, and they'll say, you know, I don't trust him, or I don't trust her. Mm-hmm. Or um, she's well, he's not paying attention to me. Right, or whatever it is. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't feel good about it. Uh, this person is requiring too much of your time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting enough of your time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not getting enough rest, which is a, an inner child problem because that's the body. Mm-hmm. Because you're spending too much time on the phone talking to your friend whose husband's beating her up or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm feeling exhausted and I don't like it. So when you start to get that feedback from within, then your protective parent can come in and set some limits and boundaries and take care of you. And then the relationships start to either fall away if they're toxic or if it's a healthy one, then it will build. And healthy relationships build on that attitude of each individual is responsible for themselves. And when you're with a healthy person, you feel that. I have a wonderful business partnership with a woman who is trained in my method, uses my techniques, is very healthy, knows how to take care of herself, and we have a great business partnership. Because we are doing our own inner work, and it's been very successful. We've been in business for a number of years, and lots of people give us feedback about how well we work together. Well, it's because we're working on ourselves, and we never get into 
codependence because she has her job to do in the business and I have my job. Mm-hmm. And we don't step on each other's toes. We don't bail each other. Now, we are very supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. You know, when she's got problems in her personal life, she knows she can always come to me. Mm-hmm. Same thing with me and her. You know, we've had problems with our kids and ex-spouses and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that that goes on. But we can always give each other an open ear. Okay, now here's a question. How do you develop a healthy relationship with the next person when you have healed yourself, you're working with your inner child, Lucia, you're taking care of yourself? Where's the fine line between taking your care of yourself so well and becoming so self-sufficient and independent that maybe it pushes you away from a relationship? Well, the only reason you would be pushing away from relationships would be because there was still some kind of fear or anxiety. But there is time for relationship, and then there's time when there shouldn't be a relationship. Um, A lot of people who are coming out of a marriage, for instance, to go back to romantic relationships, need time to themselves before they get into another relationship. If they try to get into one prematurely, then their anxiety will keep them from really committing to it. So it's premature. It's going to backfire. It doesn't work. So it's better to really do the inner work and wait. I mean, people can go ahead and try relationships prematurely if they want, but I can tell you from experience doing a lot of client work that it doesn't work. You know, the person is not ready for a commitment, and so the relationships keep blowing up, you know, and it's just kind of a waste of time. Maybe you learn something, but... If you don't learn anything, it really is a waste of time, you know. And then you just get stuck in an old pattern of feeling that relationships are are not going to work and, you know, you start getting down on yourself. That can happen, too, if you're doing it prematurely. That's the problem. And how do you know? Um, Well, I think that every individual has to really find that for themselves. There's no easy formula on this. So let's talk about things you can do for yourself and nurture the inner child. Mm Mm-hmm. Are we talking about meditation, buying yourself flowers, walking on the beach, talking to friends who love you, sitting in the sun, um, taking that trip, buying yourself an outfit? What are we talking about? We're talking about all those things. And we're not talking about a list of things from somebody outside. In my method, what I recommend is that you sit down and in, in a journal, write with your inner child, let the inner child write with the non-dominant hand and ask the inner child, honey, what do you want to do today? What do you want me to do for you? I may not be able to give you the whole day because I have to go to work, but what treats would you like me to give you today? Do you want a hot bath? Do you want to walk in the park? You know, uh, what is it that you want? And every individual has their own list of nurturing things. What would be nurturing to me might not be to somebody else. So I have to find that for myself. I can't go outside and ask somebody to tell me what to do for my inner child. Only my inner child knows that, and that's my emotional and physical self. So the answers to that question when you sit down in a journal and write about it with your non-dominant hand speaking for the inner child are going to be different every day, and they're going to be different for every person. And what you do is you listen to what that child says when you write with Then you Then if you do it and you follow through on what the child wants, all right, wait a minute, Lucia. What if the child says, I want the biggest, saddest candy bar I can eat? 
and this is not something that you think is good for you as an adult. Well, you know, I have found that when you use the non-dominant hand and you really ask the inner child what it needs, that is not the kind of stuff it asks for. Really? What do you hear? That, that, you hand, of what that candy bar that you just described is like heroin or alcohol. That's what an adult gives to an inner child who has feelings that are not being allowed to be expressed. That's what all addiction is. Addiction is a way to shut the inner child up. And the method that I use opens the inner child to speak. So the candy bar reflex is like uh, drugs and alcohol or shopping or, or, you know, indiscriminate sex or whatever. That is a way to shut the inner child up. But when you ask the inner child what it wants, I have never, in all my workshops and client work, I have never heard an inner child say it wanted a candy bar. What do they say? It said, I want uh, more quiet time. I want more sleep. I want to be able to take naps in the afternoon. I want to take a walk in the park. How about I want to be held and touched? Yes. Yeah. So how do you do that as the adult to the inner child? Uh, You have to negotiate that. For instance, if you have, uh, if you're feeling very down and you have a friend that you can sit with and you say to your friend, you know, I need a hug right now, then that will be what you'll do. You'll ask that. I've done that many times in my life. Um, I have, I have have very close. I need to be held. I need to Yeah, I have very close friends that I can say that to when I'm in stress. You know, when, when I've had um, a death in the family or, you know, something really awful happened, um, I'll get together with a friend and uh, I'll talk it out and I'll say, you know, I really need a hug right now or I need to be held. And uh, those are the friends that are healthy and they can give me that because they know that's what I need right then. And that's not codependent. That's just being human and responsive. You know, when you have friendships like that, those are worth their weight in gold. You know, a couple of friendships like that, just okay, let, let me ask you, let's get into a little more personal now. Let's say that one of the needs that this person needs as they're building their life is they need the intimate touch, but they also don't want to run out and just grab it because then you get into this whole sexual moray that may not be the right thing. Well, then that becomes sex addiction, and in fact, there is another whole addiction that is really not talked about much, and it's more typical of women, and it's romance addiction. Love addiction. Well, I don't call it love addiction because it really is disrespectful to to the word love and what love is really all about. I call it romance addiction because uh, for women, that's what it tends to be. They want to be held. They want to be nurtured and loved, and they want flowers, and they want, you know, presents, and they want somebody to be affectionate to them. Mm -hmm. And they will become addicted to that, and they'll grab it from any place they can. And on the other side of that tremendous hollow emptiness inside mm-hmm. that is not being filled by themselves, they will be taken advantage of. All right. Hold on. That's fabulous. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the romance addiction and how you fill that need for yourself. Mm-hmm. My guest is Lucia Capiccioni. She's author of Recovery Your Inner Child, The Highly Acclaimed Method for Liberating Your Inner Self. Highly recommend this book and The Power of Your Other Hand, as well as 13 other books. Lucia is known for her discovery of the healing power of writing and drawing with a non-dominant hand. Lucia Cappuccioni is an art therapist with a Ph.D. in psychology, serves as a consultant to Walt Disney Imagineering, and is nationally recognized for her workshops in recovery and codependence. Log on to luciac.com. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to Positive Living. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. 
For an autographed copy of Patricia's new book, Pathfinding, Seven Principles for Positive Living, log on to RaskinResources.com. Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Rory Gray, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the Greyhound. Learn about the history of the Greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the Greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption effort of the former race star. If you own a Greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Gitterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Connecting your world, the Internet's number one talk and information station, voiceamerica.com. How can you have a better life on your terms? You can have a better life because you can become better. Stop waiting for everything around you to change. Tune in every Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Voice America for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. David Martin, an internationally recognized speaker, will teach you what successful people are doing. So join us Wednesday at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for Life on Your Terms with David Martin. Right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. The world leader in Internet talk radio. Internet talk radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Hi, everybody. We are back. You are listening to Positive Living, and I'm Patricia Raskin. Always so happy to be part of Voice America. Because Voice America really believes that information is power, the Internet is the future, and the future is now. And so do I. You know, I've been with Voice America three years. I, I started really when the Internet was kind of in its infancy, and it's really growing, as you all know. And it's a wonderful way to hear quality programming, particularly on Voice America. But I've been doing positive living programs for 20 years. On TV and on radio, I started as a teacher and guidance counselor, and I really believed that we had to show the positive side. And it's just so powerful. And I think by having on these amazing guests who can help you sort through those issues and lead you to those connections and resources, that's really what I am. I'm really the catalyst. I'm actually really the bumblebee. That's my symbol. And so I pollinate through the airwaves, and today is no exception. My guest is Lucia Cappuccioni. Her, she has 13 books, folks. But her, the ones we're talking about today 
are the recovery of your inner child, the highly acclaimed method for liberating your inner self, and the power of your other hand. And Lucia Cappuccini has a long list of credits. She's an art therapist with a Ph.D. in psychology. She serves as a consultant to Walt Disney Imagineering. She's nationally recognized for her workshops in recovery and codependence, and she has been highly appraised by many leaders in the field. Her website is Lucia, L-U-C-I-A-C, dot com. Welcome back, Lucia. Hi. Okay, we were talking about this whole thing with, um, you know, when you want to be helping, you've been to a tough relationship, and you're healing yourself, but you want the romance, and you want the sex, and you want all these things, and you're... You started talking about how people really confuse the whole the sex piece with the romance piece, and we're talking about how do you give that to yourself? I mean, do you take care of yourself sexually through uh, toys or tools, so to speak? Do you buy yourself flowers? Do you give yourself chocolate? I mean, talk about that. Well, that's a wonderful example. I um, was talking to a woman recently whose daughter, uh, grown daughter, was decrying the fact that when she graduated from uh, her master's program, her ex-boyfriend didn't send her flowers. Well, number one, expecting an ex-boyfriend to send you flowers is kind of pointless. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's off with another woman now, so why would she even expect that? Mm -hmm. And uh, so mom gave her some good advice. She says, why don't you buy yourself some flowers? And the daughter just couldn't grasp that. I wrote a column about that on my yeah. positive living column. I said, go out and buy yourself flowers. Yeah, exactly. Particularly on Valentine's Day. Because that's a setup. Again, we talked earlier about setting ourselves up for, as victims. Right. Um, if we expect the impossible, you know, expecting an ex-husband or an ex-boyfriend is off with another girlfriend now to send you flowers is just preposterous. So already you've lost. <laughs> already you're going to come away feeling like a victim, like uh, you were abandoned. So that is, uh, and, and I hear, uh, especially women, I don't know if men do this as much, but I sure hear a lot of this from women. They expect the impossible, and then they feel disappointed. And so this is just um, lunacy. You know, it's crazy. So I always tell people, you know, if you want something, go buy it. This is or go get it. Sometimes. Okay, it's a little bit harder now. Now, we can certainly handle the sexual piece for ourselves. But, you know, if you want the romantic trip or the romantic cruise, it's going to be hard to get that by yourself with you. Well, it's interesting. As a single woman, I teach on cruise ships. Really? And so I go on cruises all the time, and I get paid to do it. Not only do I go, but I get paid to go. Mm -hmm. You know? And, uh, yeah, I haven't been on uh, cruises with a, a male partner but I sure had a hell of a time. <laughs> I love these cruises, and I go with friends, and uh, we just have a fabulous time. I'm not going to sit home moaning and groaning and not going on a cruise because I'm not in a relationship right now. That would just be ridiculous. I would be limiting my life. And I do hear a lot of that from people saying, well, when I find a partner, then I will do X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, then I'll buy a house. Then I'll travel to Europe. Then, well, that's pretty stupid. I mean, why put your life on hold? You know, whatever it is you want to do, do it now. You know, you don't know how much time you've got left. Nobody knows that. Absolutely. You know, so putting our, here's the thing, if we put our lives on hold for a potential possible maybe partner, if that partner doesn't show up, we will have put our lives permanently on hold. 
And if we do find a partner, we're going to be resentful by the time we get there because of all the stuff we put on hold waiting for that person to show up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So we so go. If you, know. you okay, so let's get into this. Let's get to. We have a couple minutes left. Let's get into this romance piece though, because there's still some unfinished entanglements here. So you've got this person. She says, "Okay, Lucia, I can handle the sex part on my own. Right? I can wear the negligee at home. I can buy the roses and the flowers for myself, okay. and I can even do the cruise. Okay, but I want that special touch by that other person. I want, you know, I want that that look into my eyes." Now, Lucia, here's a little girl talking. I've done everything you said, but I can't get that. I can't get that to myself. And, you're, you know, you're telling me I don't have to. Get well, one, one of the things that I have uh, done is written a book called Visioning, which we probably should do a whole show about just on Absolutely. That. And Let's I tell it. people, make magazine photo collages of exactly what kind of a life you want. Yep. And get those magazine photos and glue them and down. And vision it and then let it go. Put it yeah. on the wall and just keep looking. No, you don't let it go. You look at it every day. That's okay. how I vision the house but, I'm sitting in. But you don't think about how it's going to happen. No, no, no. You don't worry about the means to get there. You right. just keep visioning it and seeing it in your mind's eye. Right. Yeah. And I have uh, quite a number of students who have visioned and created wonderful marriages. Really? Using this method, absolutely. And just not looking, they just vision it and let it go. That's right. And, and keep visioning it. Yes, there's another woman, Melissa Zolo, I've had on the show who talks about that. She says, that, forget about the ways and means process. Yeah. Just vision it. My business partner manifested her uh, husband that way, and uh, she met him on the Internet. But she had visioned him beforehand. Mm-hmm. And when she met him, she just knew. It clicked. And they got married within a few months they were married. Interesting. Yeah, they have a wonderful marriage. Absolutely. And this had been her second marriage. This is her third marriage. Her second husband died. Mm-hmm. So her first husband, she mm-hmm. divorced. Second husband mm-hmm. died, and uh, she's absolutely wonderfully happy. She did, and you, you said know. you did this with your house, and you got the kind I of did with my house. I'm sitting in the house that I'm talking to you from, you know, in the house that I visioned with magazine photo collages. And at the time I did it, it was preposterous. It wasn't going to happen because I didn't have the money. I was working for right. Disney, you know, all kinds of reasons why it couldn't happen. All right. We have, like, very little time left. So in 30 seconds or less, what do you want to leave our listeners today about recovering your inner child and finding joy and peace? I'd say, first of all, your first order of business is take care of your physical and emotional needs and your spiritual needs. That's your responsibility always, first and foremost. And from there, you can build the life that you really want. But if you don't do that, the foundation isn't there. Thank you so much, Lucia. Stay on the line. Thank you so much for being on the program. You're welcome. Wonderful. Lucia Cappuccini, author of Recovery of Your Inner Child, The Highly Acclaimed Method for Liberating Your Inner Self, as well as many other books. And um, it's a wonderful book. And she is an art therapist with a Ph.D. in psychology. You can log on to Lucia's website at luciasc.com. She has 13 other books. I highly recommend her books, and your workshops are on the website, too. Yes. Okay, wonderful. Next week is 4th of July, so we have already pre-recorded that show because we won't be here on 4th of July because Voice America takes that holiday. We will have on Dr. Ave Sims, MD, staff, staff physician. She's a naturopathic physician. And Dr. Christine Brass-Jones, who's a doctor of osteopathic medicine, medical director of the Center for True Harmony Wellness and Medicine, and they're out in, uh, in Arizona. And they will discuss women's health, including prevention, diagnosis, treatments, self-care, which they really talk about. And you can log on to True Harmony Wellness 
www.womenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomenwomen